This episode of the Golf Gaming Podcast on the Sports Gaming Podcast Network is presented to you by the SGPN Burst Store. Use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything in the SGPN Store. All right, DJs, welcome back. Uh, we're not covering the piece of shit uh, Zurich this week, uh, so we're gonna do uh, we're gonna do a little uh, mailbag and maybe talk a little live uh, just to hit some outrights. It's your boy Boston Capital, the golf himself, Steve Shermer. Steve, it's been a nice week off. Man. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, you don't want to talk about how we can bet Cantlay and Xander at minus two twenty five to finish in the top ten, the biggest lock of the century uh, yeah, for this I, week. Somehow, somehow we it would still fuck up. Like that's <laughs> I don't trust bets like that. See, I, I found outrights like fucking three, three and a half to one. That's fucking ridiculous. So I, I found a minus one fifty on that. That was pretty mispriced. I'm like, you know what? Fine. If it's got a one in front of it, yeah. I mean, this fe- that that field is complete trash too. Like, did did you see some of the names and some of the teams that are in there? Yeah, I mean, I I I perused it when it came out, and I was like, yeah, I don't give a shit about this bet. David Duvall and John Daly, come on. For real, mm-hmm. I I'd watch that. Uh, well, of course, that's 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 basically what the PGA Tour is banking on this week. It's just watch that like that's they're going to have probably a bunch of content on their social media about like you know John Daly and all that stuff. And I don't know. It's yeah. I I just I give I give zero fucks. I zero. well, we're going to have to care eventually when this thing's elevated in a couple of years. Yeah, whatever. I'll be dead by then. You'll be dead by then. Okay, so who who will be my co-host then? Is it going to be BK Cameron. at that point? Cameron's the next one. Up. He's going to be Pauly, maybe? <laughs> yeah, Pauly. <laughs> I wouldn't mind that. He sent a pretty interesting question that uh, he can hold his own now. He's. I would say for if, if I was going to have probably the most improved, I would give it to Pauly. Pauly is definitely sharp now. I, I think when he first started, he didn't know what the hell he was doing. And now. Firing off 600 bets a week. He is. He's pretty good. I, I I don't know if it's because of everything we've told him or everything he's been consuming, but uh, props to him. He's been putting in a lot of good work and uh, uh, he's been, he gives a lot of valuable feedback now. Nice. Maybe I'll get in the Slack again at some point or Discord. D- point. Discord. Yes. It's too busy for me, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, the Golf Channel has not been busy this week. No. Oh, oh geez. I wonder why. Yeah. Fucking nerd Fitzpatrick wins and fucking. God, you want, do you want to talk about that? Do you want to get on the psychiatrist couch? The fact that another no, Fitzpatrick narrative win happened. Yeah, I, just, I just don't care anymore. He's such a fucking tool. Like, that's I just not, that's not true. You definitely care. He is absolute... your... Joey, read your text messages from this. No, weekend. You definitely still no, care. No, no, no. I'm just saying that. Like, I like, it's just, it's so annoying. I hate him. He's so annoying. I don't like his face. I don't like the way he plays golf. I don't like anything about him. Do you just not like the fact he's got braces and sketchers too? Oh, that definitely does not help. That's fucking ridiculous. And well, we got a question about Matthew Fitzpatrick later. So uh okay. I've read the questions this morning, and to be completely honest, I haven't looked at them again. So you get honest reaction. Okay, great. You know what? That's probably the best way to it, anyways. Uh do you have any other takes about uh Heritage? How about uh Cantley basically doing what Shane Lowry did last year? Uh um, yeah, well, I know. <laughs> I know. I was I was happy. I was fine with that. Like, whatever. I hate fucking Cantley. Like you see, so you're not on Twitter, but a guy, uh, I don't forget what hole it was. He was behind the tree. Um, he hit that like uh, low stinger uh, to get up close to the green. It took him over four fucking minutes once, once he got to the ball to hit the ball. He was running like the stopwatch and showing it to the camera. Mm-hmm. And people were starting to heckle him. Uh, Cantley's uh, caddy flipped somebody off. Like it's like it's gonna get bad. Like we need to start heckling them. That's what we need to fucking start doing. Like people are gonna have to get thrown out of golf tournaments to to, to make a point. And I will do it at TPC next year. I will absolutely get thrown out of TPC next year. Uh, to yelling, I can't lay the Harvey the fuck up. 
Well, we have a, uh, well, I have an opportunity, and Cam, our producer is going to show up a little later. We have an opportunity to heckle Cantley if uh, uh, you yeah, want those to. tickets are too expensive to get. I usually get comp my TPC tickets. So I don't give a the shit. The PGA is the Wild West. <laughs> so, all right, so let's go back to last. They don't care the PGA. So first of all, that page black. They were screaming uh, true. spaghetti and meatballs at Molinari and shrimp yep. on the Barbie to all the Australian players. Uh, back at actually yeah. the last time at Oak Hill, this is where Baba Bowie first really started here. And they were, uh, uh, I think, uh, chanting fried chicken at Sergio because he made those fried chicken commas about Tiger. Oh, that. fuck. I forgot about those. Oh, yeah. The Rochester crowd got pretty rowdy. Uh, Holy shit. How, Sergio would have got canceled so fucking hard this year. <laughs> this last couple of years if he pulled that shit now. Yeah. And I, got, I can't believe, can't believe got very Tiger glossed didn't, over back then. I can't believe Tiger didn't fucking punch him in the mouth. Uh, I mean, Tiger's got his own issues off the course, so yeah, that's fine. That's this is different. Tiger's a fucking big dude, man. He whoop the shit out of Sergio. I bet. I mean, I think he probably just said like, "All right, look, at all my major championships, you're just a piss ant to me." So this is before Sergio even won a players. This is the year that uh, t- yeah. Tiger beat Sergio the players uh, that year too. So he's probably just like, whatever. At that point, I guess. I guess my first instinct is violence. So <laughs> yes, yes, it is. <laughs> So, uh, I mean, I don't really have a whole lot of out of heritage. I went golfing on Sunday. I missed a lot of the uh, final round. I didn't have any outright sweats. I did, did pretty well with positionals, though, once again. Um, yeah, I, I smoked positionals this week. Yeah, there you go. Well, actually, even though I, even though I got it's even though I, so I screenshotted all my fucking best this week for that same bookie who fucking all of a sudden the tickets are different. And I was like, here you go. I screenshot it this week when I laid the bet. Check the ticket numbers. Your payout's wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, fucking dirt bags. <laughs> Sorry for your uh, your struggles dealing with uh, illegitimate uh, gambling or sources there. I don't know what you want me to do. Uh, move. You can move. Fuck that shit. Well, I don't know. It's me and my wife have been kicking the idea I'm a little bit. Um, well, I mean, like it, it's it's starting to get miserable in Florida too. It's gonna be the summer. It's, it's you don't want to be there anymore. Yeah, I know. Well, what's funny is it's fucking cold, cold for Florida today. It was like 55. I was like, what the hell's happening? Like, it warmed up during the day, but this morning it was fucking cold because I drove my wife to the airport and uh, fucking cold out. I was like, yeah, put a sweatshirt on. What the hell is this? It's almost fucking May. Well, uh, two days ago, and this is actually going to be a little bit of a sneak preview for the PGA. It was uh, uh, 85 degrees two days ago, and uh, nice. today it snowed. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, weather's going to be a little unpredictable. For, so, be careful placing on your. Uh, Futures bets on the PGA because uh, something bad could happen with a <laughs> weather split here for sure. I actually I do want to address some dick from last week. What the fuck, man? Like, is he just unbettable? Why? I feel like why, why don't we save that? Why don't we take our first break? Right. And then we'll talk about Victor Hovland. All right, fair enough. Well, listen, we're brought to you guys by Underdog Fantasy. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here, and what better way to get down on some player prop pallets than over at Underdog Fantasy. Besides the NHL, NBA, and MLB games, they've also got NFL best ball drafts with a guaranteed half million in prizes. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Okay, so you want to bitch about Victor Hovland then? I just don't know what to do with him. Like, why the fuck are we betting this guy with a two in front of his name when he can't fucking win? And... He legit can't, like, he just does, like, that was an epic fucking meltdown. It was. I mean, I missed a lot of it on Saturday, but, uh, I mean, what what happened, I guess? It's just, a, I mean, it, the putting was miserable up until that point. And, yeah, I mean, honestly, I don't even fucking, I didn't watch a whole lot of it either. I was just watching it on my phone, watching my fucking positional and outright get fucking obliterated on a Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, bunch of doubles, like, I don't know, man, like, 
something about him that is just, I mean, we talked about it before, like the, the meltdowns on the Sunday. He melted down at the Open, melted down at the Masters, like, or, or just maybe not meltdown. That might be a little strong, but just didn't do anything. So I, I don't know if he has that mentality. I think he smokes too many fucking blunts and is just too happy and carefree in the world. See, I, I still think, I still think he can be a force and a winner on the PGA. So I, I'm not ready to give him Victor Hovland just yet. I mean, that was a really bad look what happened on Saturday when the fact that he lost eight and a half strokes to the field when everybody was laying up. I get it. Um, at the Masters, just it seems like when the, it got windy, just the fact that he's not very good around the green no. that cost him. Um, yeah. So. I, I don't know. Are you going to bet Vic with a two in front of his no, no, name anymore? Depends. Depends on the field. Depends on the tournament. No. Um, I would say no. I'm a hard no for a two in front of Vic's name. Okay. So just first round leader for you, and then that's that's it. Probably. No. Okay. All right. I, he's a great first round leader because he spikes, but like, yeah, just don't. He can't do it for four days for whatever reason, unless it's some bullshit fucking non-continental U.S. course. I mean, there's a lot of bullshit courses that we're about to... We're actually getting into bullshit I know. PGA Tour season coming yeah, I'm up. Aware. I'm aware. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I actually saw a take that there's um, elevated event fatigue uh, yeah. happening. On it. Yeah, Rory. Rory's has elevated event fatigue because uh, he took his ball and he went home. Cry baby bitch. That was a, that like, was fucking... a, bad, that was a bad look. Do you, do you think he's actually going to get fined three million bucks or do yeah. you think that's... Yeah, See, you I... have to. You See, have I... to. See, I think they're going to work out a deal for the PGA Tour where... Well, like a backroom deal? I, I think they're going to make him play some sort of... He'll have to defer it to next year, and he's going to play some sort of BS event next Maybe. year. They should fucking... And, and, then, and then they'll give it to him. Yeah, it's, it's, that's a bad precedent because then everybody else is going to skip and be like, fuck you. Like, oh, I, I, I get it. I just... I think the PGA Tour... I think Jay Monahan is weak. Yeah, no shit. Uh, he doesn't have a spine, and I think he's going to end up working out some sort of deal with their... Uh, their crown jewel prince uh, uh-huh. to make sure he's uh, he's still happy. Mental fucking midget is what okay. Rory is. All right. Uh, you got any other takes for uh, Heritage or can we move on to uh, yeah, Lib? All right, yeah, Lib Golf. I don't think about the golf at all. Well, I do, and that's what, you're, that's what you rely on me for. Well, I already made my bets. I asked you two days ago what it was. You didn't tell me. Okay. <laughs> well, we'll see if based on what I say. I mean, look, I don't have a lot of information about it. I have some general information. I have some architecture stuff. Um, that's really about it. So, all right. So they're playing. This is Live Golf Adelaide or Live Golf Australia. Um, I would probably say this is probably one of the primary reasons other than money. Uh, why Cam Smith and Leishman wanted to go play Live is because they wanted to go play in Australia. I mean, um, you know, the PGA Tour never bothered to form an event down the PG, you know, down in Australia, the Europeans who were kind of moved away from the two. So this was kind of appealing to a lot of those Australian players to go down there. Uh, so Adelaide, Adelaide is on the Southern coast of Australia. It is the capital of South Australia. It's kind of like, you know, Australia is basically the shape of an Xbox controller. Yeah. So it's pretty much, you know, it's, it's by the right, um, uh, thumper like stick basically. Okay. Okay. Right. So, it, so if you're picturing the controller, that's where it is. <laughs> Excuse me. So, um, it's at the Grange Golf Club, which actually was the site of uh, Greg Norman's first win ever. I think, like, back in 1976. It was called something different back then. Uh, Since then, he ended up uh, renovating the East Course. And then there's the West Course, a guy named Mike Clayton, uh, who's done a lot of work in Australia. He's seen a guy named Mike DeVries, 
on a couple of golf courses. Uh, Mike DeVries is a very, um, you know, he's very underrated golf course architect. Um, he was featured a lot in the no laying up series when they went to Michigan, a lot of really solid golf courses with him. So that's like a legitimate architecture name, you know, with this guy. Uh, so he did the West course. Uh, so a lot of people think, okay, you know, like Australia, Sam Bell, Royal Melbourne, it's not really like that. Like there's some features that's a little bit kind of like Australian golf course where, um, you know, there's a lot of sharp edges on the bunkers. It reminds me a lot of the bunkers at a place called the Metropolitan. They played, I think, the Australian Open back there uh, a couple of years ago. Um, or if I really want to relate to PGA Tour uh, golf course, kind of like what Tom Fazio attempted to do at Congaree. You know, the, the bunkers kind of like sharply edged, like, it, they, you know, the fairways kind of rolled. Um, there was no rough around them. They just rolled right into the bunkers. Basically it's like that. Uh, the golf course is very flat. It's also very short. So according to live, I think it's going to play about 6,946 yards. Yeah. Uh, now the par threes are pretty short. There's only one, there's a par three. that's like 135 yards. And it's like 150. But overall though, the, a lot of the par fours aren't very long. Uh, it's also very tree lined, which you don't really see a whole lot of that on Australian golf course, kind of a little more wider and, you know, a little more windswept. This is very tight and narrow. Uh, they're also growing up the rough a little bit more to protect it. I think cause it's really short, but overall with the live golf courses, the rough hasn't really been uh, all that penal. So, uh, and as far as agronomy, I know it's bent grass greens. I don't know exactly what it is in the fairways. I'm going to guess it's zoysia because zoysia is very popular grass mm. in uh, Australia. So you think about some zoysia golf courses, uh, TBC Craig Ranch, that is very familiar with our, our producer. Uh, there is uh, TBC Southwind, those fairways are Zoysia. Uh, East Lake, those fairways are Zoysia. Trinity Forest, when they used to play the Byron Nelson there, that's also all Zoysia too. So uh, some of the things I looked at, I looked at a little bit of Zoysia golf courses. I looked at some of the shorter golf courses where you got to hit a lot of wedges. And I just looked generally at, you know, how you been doing on live. You know, I, I, the, a lot of these subs have been kind of the same. So if you've been gaining a little bit strokes on the field, having some solid finishes, uh, I looked at that. If you hit your short irons pretty well, I looked at that too. And uh, I do have a feeling um, just kind of how this golf course is. I think it's going to breed a guy who um, is pretty good with their short game, pretty good with their wedges. You can technically kind of bomb it, kind of like how you might do it at like Silverado. I don't know how much benefit that really is in this place. So uh, I don't really look at like, Bombers, really. It's kind of more, you know, shorter wedge players, accurate guys, pretty good scramblers, you know, that type of stuff. Okay. Okay. So, would you bet outright this week for uh, Live Golf? The laziest of lazy takes. Cam, 10 to 1, Leishman, 36 to 1, and Phil at 55, because fuck it. I don't really think he gives a shit. I think he was trying to uh, flop it on the table. We'll let the Masters to show that he still had it. Um, and I think I'll go back to sucking on live this week. But it was 55, and I don't particularly give a shit. I want, I want one of the Aussies to win and one of the Aussies that I like. So there you go. Okay. All right. Well, I share one of those, and it's not Cam Smith. It's not Phil. Leishman. Uh, let's go, baby. <laughs> it's Leishman. So, you know, I, I, I think looking at his live results, have been a little better. Uh, I think I said this last time in Orlando, and that whooped my face. But, I mean, he sh- probably should have won it, Tucson. Uh, you know, obviously from Australia, every time he's gone down there for one of those Australian open events or anything like that, he's done relatively well. So at 30, I got him at only at 30, but you know, and yeah, I, I think, you know, he's done pretty well in some other shorter golf course in the PG tour. He's won TBC river highlands. He finished, I think third at, uh, the Byron Nelson Trinity forest. That was all Zoysia too. So maybe that's a grass type. He kind of prefers, 
So I, I went with Leishman at 30 to one. Right. And then some other guys I bet, uh, I bet Patrick Reed 16 to one, obviously coming off a really good finish to the masters, you know, good wedge player, good scrambler, really good at some of these other shorter golf courses too. And, you know, if you remember a couple of years ago, he went down to Australia and he got into it with the fans, caddying a punching guy. So maybe there's a little bit of chip on his shoulder. I don't know if it's a president's. Well, it was a president's cup. Oh, and okay. It was in the middle okay. of the night. It was right. right after the uh, the scoop. It's, come, it's, come, it's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back to me now. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. you know, he was pretending to scoop stand, like you know, was, and yeah. then uh, the fans got on him because the U.S. were losing inexplicably, and his caddy punched somebody in the face. It was Love uh, it. yeah, and then he had uh, winning, I think, four and one or four and like three or something the next day. So that's when he was uh, doing the the, sh, the sh, right. Isn't that when he was doing that? I mean, he's done that a couple times. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's the original one, right? No, the original one was in 2014 at Glen Eagles when the U.S. was getting their asses kicked. Yeah, yes, makes I sense know. that he's Patrick sense. Reed, real, uh, real team player, team you know? guy. I was about to say, it makes sense that he celebrates. He's like the asshole wide receiver who does a fucking dance when your team's down 21. So annoying. <laughs> Stop fucking All celebrating. Right. Throw the ball down and get back on the sideline, fucker. Um. So I also bet a guy who I picked out a little bit of the Masters. Uh, maybe a little okay. bit of money on him. So you know what? Why don't I just donate some of the money I won off him to an outright bet? How about Abe answer 22 to 1? So think about a guy who was pretty, you know, fairly accurate, sure, you know, good with her wedges, you know, one at TBC Southwind, good at a couple other shorter positional golf courses too. I'm a little concerned with the fact that he's not very good around the green, which is a little bit what I'm targeting this week. But so you're going to hear this narrative this week. He's won Australian Open before. Um, that golf course that he won, I think it was called the lakes. It's, uh, over in Sydney. I think that's a little more rugged than this place, but the guy who redesigned that golf course, Mike Clayton did a little bit of work here. So a little bit of an architecture link. Maybe there's something to that. Uh, I also bet Taylor Gooch 25 to one. I think he's just been playing kind of solid, you know, kind of a little bit under the radar in live, like kind of a lot of solid top 12 finishes played. All right. At the masters, he's one RSM. You know, he's done pretty well at Mayakoba. So, you know, 25 to one for a guy I feel like is pretty good. And he's a pretty good scrambler as well. Uh, went with him. And a couple long shots, I guess, if there are long shots in a 48-man field. <sighs> uh, Cameron Tringali, 55 to one. So he's pretty good around the green, pretty good with his wedges. He does stink, but hey, listen, if Danny Lee can win one of these things, Cameron Trinkali can win one that's, of these things. That's fucking fair. That's fair. Uh, he's done pretty well some of these other shorter golf courses on the PGA Tour when he was over here. He also, I, I remember that, um, I, remember, I think because I actually just had my kid, I was watching the Australian Open like real late at night, and he was a 54-hole leader, I think, at the Aussie Open. Now, that golf course was a Jack Nicklaus, which looks nothing like this place, but... Mm. I remember yeah. when he was first round leader last year at the Scottish Open, he kind of was talking about how he liked traveling and playing like golf courses in different countries. Maybe he's in kind of a good mindset this week. Uh, you know, he finished fifth at that Aussie Open. The fact he was willing to go down there and play it, maybe he's excited to be there this week. So okay. Tringali, 55 to one. And then another Aussie. Uh, how about Matt Jones, 60 to one? So he's been a little up and down, you know, seventh in Oman, seventh in Tucson. Um, You know, he finished second at TBC San Antonio last year. That's Greg Norman, pretty good around the green. Can't really do a whole lot of other stuff, but, um, you know, he's fairly good with his wedges. That's another guy, too, that he's played a lot of Aussie events, just traveled down there. 
Um, he tends to do pretty well every time he shows up in one of these random Australian events, like the Australian PGA, Australian Open. So look, I just mentioned if, if Danny Lee can win this thing, why not Matt Jones in Australia? I might join you on Matt Jones. He made okay. me a lot of money. He made me a lot of money one weekend. <laughs> he did at the uh, the Honda Classic. That uh, yes, he did. It's beautiful. And, uh, yep, and we might get a question on that uh, maybe that a little later. So, okay. all right. Um, that's live golf. I got really nothing right. else. So, do you want to jump right. into the mailbag? Well, let's. Uh, let's do the ad read first. Um, okay. We'll, we'll right. wrap that up. So, uh, listen, uh, we're brought to you guys by the SGPN Merch Store. And in honor of the NBA playoffs from now until the end of April, you get 10% off anything in the SGPN Merch Store. We use promo code SGPNBA. So, head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com and use promo code SGPNBA to get 10% off everything. Mention, uh, yeah, so, like, you guys can go get uh, those thin hoodies. Probably getting a little warm for that. Uh, I love the refs terrorist t-shirts. That's a fucking winner. That's definitely a conversation starter any um, at any sporting event you go to. So uh, go grab one of those with a ten percent discount off, or one of the golf gambling podcast polos, which are super. Cool. Yes, it is and nice and light. So all right. Well, now we welcome to the show our producer and moderator of the Mailbag segment, uh, Cameron Kerr. Uh, Cameron, welcome. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on here. What is up, guys? What's up, buddy? You got your. Yes, you got your- Weights in the back background, just trying to show that you're staying in shape and staying svelte, even though you're pumping out kids, and you're not going to get fat like I did. Yeah. So I, the new baby's current room used to be my office, so I had to consolidate everything I own into yes. one tiny yeah. square room. So keep, keep having a buddy, and you're not even going to have a room anymore. We've already yeah. We've already talked about that. I'm going to build like, I'm going to have to build a whole nother building next, like a whole nother garage on next to it. If we keep, if we keep this up. So yeah. Have you figured um, out what causes it yet? Sorry. What was that? Have you figured out what causes it yet? The the kids? <laughs> so, so, I don't know if you want to keep going or not. I don't know. If you, yeah. Uh, it's, it's in the top shelf. It's called the liquor cabinet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Steve, we got to get a couple more of those uh, golf gambling polos. We so do. Yeah. We're going to need them next uh, month for the PGA. We got to be uh, rolling around Oak Hill, uh, repping the brand there. Yep, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna slip a I'm gonna slip a bribe to uh, the Hovland Tracker. He's working the merch booth, so I'm gonna slip him a twenty and let we'll uh, get to cut in front in the in the merch line. Nice. Well, not after we just trash Hovland on this show. So Fine. hopefully, he doesn't hear you. that. Yeah, I've been I've been tweeting him. He was like plus seven, and I re- I like replied. I was like, that's not ideal, and he he didn't reply, so he might not. <laughs> so wait, it, wait, is he from Rochester then? Uh, no, but he I think he works for the company that puts on the merch tent. Oh, so okay. he like I posted like, hey, who's coming? You know, to the PGA. You know, we'll be there, and he replied and was like. Yeah, I'll be, you know, working the merch booth. And I was like, sweet. Okay, there you go. Hey, we lose Capper there? I guess we did. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Well, with that then, why don't we just, uh, maybe we'll, maybe I'll start with the first question. Okay. Uh, we'll, uh, hopefully he uh, comes back. Yeah. Um, well, so these these first couple were from uh, our friend in the Discord, so we can start with those. And okay. uh, man, I'm gonna butcher how he probably pronounces this, but he's pretty active. His name is uh, Lobayachi. 
Yep. Lobayachi, I guess that's how you say it. So um, he wanted to ask you a few questions uh, about bankroll management and, and stuff like that and how you kind of, um, how, how you structure cards. Um, his first question was, how much risk do you take typically take on per tournament? And I'm guessing he's talking about like, you know, how much do you usually keep it consistent? Like, um, you know, risk the same amount or do you kind of structure your bets on like a winning percent, like a winning number? I mean, I, so, I mean, it's kind of, I guess, like plays in a little bit of his next question too. I mean, typically for most PG tour events, regular ones, I'm probably risking probably about between seven and 10 units total. Uh, I'm probably about 85% of my card is going to be positionals, probably about 15% is outrights. And with outrights, I'm not really looking to hit like a huge amount. I'm looking to maybe, hit, you know, win, you know, eight and a half to 10 units total there. I'm really just trying to crank out positionals. Uh, I mean, I'm, you know, a lot of people with golf gambling, um, I kind of feel like this is maybe a problem with it is that they see all these big numbers and they just try and hit home runs. And I'm kind of just out here trying to hit singles and doubles and just accumulating at that point. And that's been pretty successful for me this year and prior years. So uh, I know it's not sexy how I bet, but, you know, kind of lean into finding good positions at top tens, twenties, forties at, you know, plus odds. I kind of prefer doing that instead of massive parlays or try to hit the 151 sh- long shot to, you know, pay for it, pay for expenses. Yeah. yeah. I, feel, I feel attacked. Well, that's well, why we work. I'm, we're the yin and yang, you know? Yeah. So you're the Ichiro of, uh, of golf gambling. Oh, is that, that thought actually just crossed my mind. I'm, I'm Ichiro Suzuki of, of golf gambling. That's right. I like it. So, so what was the question? Basically, like how do how much do we bash on Washington? Yeah, do you typically like how much do you risk? Uh, you know, per tournament. Um, yeah, so it's uh, I, it really varies for me. Like, it, if I feel like I have a good card, I will overexpose myself. Um, if I feel like I'm not seeing the board well, um, I'll pull it back a little bit. But like in general, I probably have most of my money on positionals at this point um, by like a pretty wide margin. Um, I've been scaling back on the matchups, both getting shopping with that. There's a ton of variance in it. Um, and then outrights, you know, depending on the price, right? Like if I bet Rom at eight to one, I'm trying to win at least 1600. Right. But if, you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. if I bet him, that leaves me single bullet and maybe I'll sprinkle like a little hedge, like a 25, you know, like whatever, like 25 bucks or 50 bucks on like somebody at 25 to one, just so I have some, another dog in the fight, which is the best way to go. But if I don't, it's normally, you know, trying to win, you know, somewhere between like 1500 and like, if it's a longer shot more than that, but that's what I'm trying to win. 15 to 1500, 2000 on an outright. Sorry, go ahead, Cameron. It's very easy with golf. I've noticed to, get get wild with it get out of hand quick like yeah i'll i'll put a couple bets in at the or at the beginning of the week and then you know by by wednesday i'm like oh shoot i have way too many outrights like <laughs> yeah i'm way over leveraged you know? i i never bet more than six outrights just on how i bet too right like i just won't do it like maybe i'll lie that but i'm not, i'm i typically don't lie that much i mean i can count when did the season technically start steve what do you mean? Oh, like last October? Yeah. So I, I mean, it's April, and I probably have bet live maybe like five guys, six guys. 
I just take my fucking medicine, man. Golf is golf is so much variance in it that it's just like, okay, I'm out this week. Like whatever. I'll, I'll hang on to my positionals and things like that. I bet heavy on the positionals. Um, that's where I try to make my money as the positionals and matchups and hope I hit it out. Right. I have my fun with my first round leaders, but like on like the masters, like, I overexposed myself on first round leaders, like by a lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, was, so, I, I was going to ask you, to, so, so for majors, are you kind of like me where I just treat like Disney World? I don't really care how yeah. much I spend. I just want to have fun. Like that. Yeah, like yeah. that's when like I, I try not to live ad because I feel like a lot of times I just end up just wasting more units at that point. Wasting money. Yeah. So at the majors, I'll try and do that. Last week I did this because I thought I just had an idea that Xander was going to make a run. And he did make a run. It was just too little too late. Right. Um, per, per usual for fucking Xander. Yes, per usual. So, uh, but overall, though, I'm, I'm the same way. I try not to really add pre-tournament or uh, during the tournament. I kind of just, because like I mentioned, outrace is not how I'm trying to make money. That's just the fun part of golf gambling. Yeah. It's that's positional. The that's, the that's, how, that's how I end up accumulating. And that's how I just basically want to build my bankroll. I, I, um, I would say that like, if you're chasing, like, let's say, like, disaster card, it's all fucking dead on Thursday, and you're trying not, to, or Friday, and you're trying not to pay the bookie on on Monday. Um, that's when you can take a look at some matchups, uh, but really dig in, man. Like, really dig in. Like, I've I've fought my way out of that sometimes, but then sometimes it can go completely wrong, right? Like, I'll overexpose myself. Like, oh, I really love this matchup. I'm putting fucking five units on. I'm max betting this fucking thing, and then it gets crushed, and now I'm down triple. Or like not triple, but like I was already down 10, 15 units and now I'm down another fucking five. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just gotta eat it. And realize when you're on a fucking cold streak too, man. Mm-hmm. There you go. Uh I mean, as far as like how much you're so for me personally with outrights, um total pre-term I'm usually risking between one and one and a third units just on outrights pre-tournament. Uh and then positionals, usually I'm betting probably eight units total on positionals. And I try and target, I, I don't want to pay a lot of juice. I'm saying, unless I see something stupid, like a ROM top 10 in a crap field at like plus 100 minus 105, I'll just bet that. But normally though, I'm trying to get between my sweet spots between like plus 125 and plus like 230. I notice I've had a lot of success finding good value in that range for top 20s, top 40s on all those guys. And at that point, like you don't have to hit every single one. You know, you can hit, 45% of those, but if they're all plus money at that point, you're going to come out ahead. So that's kind of what I try doing. I try to win enough of my positionals to cover the outright, make a little bit more if I don't hit. And then if the outright hits, that's a nice week. So, but I mean, yeah, I, I've, also had, I mean get... but I've had some good weeks lately where like I've been winning four, five, six units because I've been hitting like seven of 11 positionals. Like that's, ex- that's exactly what yeah. I was going to say. So like, I mean, you, I mean, take a look at some of these, like, like uh, whatever uh, I, I'll pull my, I can't pull my card, but like Kucher was fucking two to one. Davis was plus fucking four fifty for me. Um, and even some of the favorites you're getting, um, you know, like uh, you're plus one sixty, like that's yeah. plus one eighty. You know what I mean? Like to get a top 20 and get plus money, yeah, I just yeah, I've I've really focused it on the top twenty market just because one, I have no dead heat at this book, and that's yeah. fucking super helpful, right? Because if you have dead heat, that's a different that's a different animal, right? It's a different conversation. Right. Um, but I have I have no dead heat at this book, so I do all my positions at this one book where there's no dead heat. Yeah, and that's another good point too. Is like I mean, there's a lot of guys in golf where you scoff at plus one thirty, you scoff at like plus one eighty. But think about any of our sport. If you're hitting plus one eighties in basketball or football. People are high-fiving you. 
and golf yeah, somehow so. that just means you're a coward or something. Yeah, like so. I, I don't see it that way. I just see it as, you know, you're hitting something with a 35% probability and you're doing it pretty consistently. I feel that's, you know, doing a good job at that point. So. That blows my mind. Like if you, if you compute, um, if you compute a golf outright at, at like, let's say 25 to one, like mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler at the WM, that's like an eight leg parlay <laughs> right, in exactly. football. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. Like yeah. if yeah. you think about it that way, it maybe, maybe will help you uh, structure it a little bit better, but you guys pretty much answered his other two questions. So talking about uh, how you size your bets across outright positionals, what's your strategy to draw down winnings versus growing bankrolls. So, I think that you guys summed that up pretty well. His last question was, uh, why is Brooks Kepka such a punk bitch? <laughs> you want to go first? Well, buddy? Let me just, yeah. But before that, so as far as like growing your bankroll or, um, you know, draw down cash, it really depends on what you're trying to do for it. Right. First of all, always bet responsibly. Do not bet outside of your limits. As somebody who has done that on numerous occasions, don't do it. It's not worth the fucking stress. Um, but yeah, it really just depends on what trying to do man if you're just having fun with it like if you're like hey uh, i'm trying to i don't know whatever fucking pay for a, a weekend out of town with the old lady or uh, you know whatever then then pull it out when you get it don't leave it in there pull it out when you get it if you're legit trying to turn this into like a grind and you're trying to squeeze out roi then figure out what your end goal is and figure out what you're putting in what you're putting out and then just grow it how big you need to grow it to get what you need to get it, right? So if you're getting, you know, a, a 13% return and you want to make a living on it, do the math on how much money you actually fucking need that bankroll to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, it just depends on on what your angle is for drawing down the bank. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm not making, I'm not betting, like, life-changing money. Like, right. I have a pretty well-paying job. Like, this is just entertainment at this point. So for me, I kind of just hit a certain number, and when my accounts hits it, I draw down and then I just get to there. And honestly, not to tap, you know, pat myself on the shoulder. I'm doing pretty well with golf gambling for a couple of years now. I don't have to reload. So based on how I bet, I just kind of just slowly accumulate. And then I'm like, oh, hey, here's like 1,500, 2,000 bucks at the end of the year. I'm just going to withdraw on that. And there we go. Yep. Yeah. Unlike me who bets on cockroaches running up a wall and completely destroy. <laughs> Else. Yeah, that's a whole different animal when you're betting with credits is uh yeah. 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 It's a lot harder for you to to press submit bet when you don't have to see the money go away from your account first. Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. It does Absolutely. make you pause a little bit. I I think the last thing I'm gonna say about like you know bankroll management is um, you know, you kind of mentioned this right at the top there. Um, I always say that if you can go to sleep every night knowing that you lost every single bet and you can still fall asleep, uh, you're doing it right. And if not, you're not doing it right at that point. It's it's like Michael always said, it's not worth the stress if you're betting way above your means on this stuff. Yeah, especially like if you're trying to dig out of a hole. Like, Vito doesn't exist anymore. They're not going to come break your fucking knees. Like, just be honest, work it out with them, fucking figure it out, pay your debts and fucking however long it takes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it is what it is. Like don't, don't, don't put yourself in that bad spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, there you go. Uh, so, right. so why is Brooks, why is Brooks Kepra? What was the question? Such a douche, such a punk bitch in, in his words. <laughs> so I was, uh, I was always Brooks over Bryson just cause I could not fucking stand Bryson. Bryson's another one that I just look at him and he's just 
so not authentic. And like he, like he, he made me take Brooks's side. Um, I don't like Brooks's frat boy attitude, things like that. The the swing you, what the fuck is it? Swing up. What was all swing? Full swing. God, I don't. I will never get that thing right. Um, <laughs> I don't fuck with okay. um, <laughs> The uh, I would say that like it it made him a little more human to me. Uh, I still don't like him. Like he's still kind of a douchebag. But I mean, listen, man, look at the fucking sport we cover. It's nothing but a bunch of for the most part, right? Let me. I'll couch it with saying a majority of the players that we cover are all rich country club frat boy douchebags. Like there is, there is maybe on two hands, the amount of guys that I probably want to hang out with that play professional golf. Maybe that might be stretching it. Like if I thought about it, like I can think of like three off the top of my head. And other than that, I have to think about it. Like, like these guys are, they're just different people and they're just, they're just, uh, yeah, they're all douchebags. <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense, but like most golfers, most professional golfers are douchebags. They can't handle stress. They can't handle noise. They can't handle everything has to be perfect conditions. Like, I don't know. Like, I love the sport. I just, I don't like 90% of the guys I cover, I guess. <laughs> I don't know if that makes any sense. I love the game and I love to gamble. So that's why I love this aspect of it. But yeah, I would say most golfers are, most professional golfers are fucking douchebags. Okay. Uh, I mean, I don't know if I would call Brooks a punk ass bitch. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm biased. I love Brooks. Uh, I know I've had some uh, disappointing dad moments with him on this podcast, but when he says certain things, you give excuses, all that stuff. Um, I do think that he does put up a front of this tough guy persona, just like, you know, maybe that frat boy attitude. I think he's very insecure about himself, though. You kind of saw that in the Netflix show. That probably relates to something that happened as a kid, that he had to put up some sort of wall to present to everybody when he has some sort of lingering doubts on the inside sometimes about his ability or everything like that. So um, I don't like the fact that he is a little inconsistent with how he gives his messaging. Either you're the type of guy who doesn't need practice or you go to the media the following week, you say, you know, oh, do you know how hard I'm practicing at this stuff? There's a lot of double talk at this point. Um, but overall, though, I mean, I, 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 when he's on, there's not many golfers I prefer watching. Uh, just pick apart a golf course like Brooks Kepka can. It's, it's, there's a lot of fond gambling memories and just being a fan of his that um, I still kind of hang on to. So. Uh, I'm the wrong guy to ask uh, that question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I, I agree with you, Chris. Like, I never really thought about it until that story about Cam um, uh, Cam Young and the MLB came out. And it's like, you want to hear this, like, cool story about how he got an, an MLB sponsorship? And it's just like, no, his dad was, like, friends with Rob Manfred at the local yes. country club from, <laughs> you know – Connecticut, like yeah. something yep. crazy. Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, this is Will Z, like, all, like some of these guys are just from like, like, yeah. not like, not like rich families. Like, so that's kind of why I like Sam family. Bennett's story. Um, yeah. and I know it went super viral, but he literally, I've been to Madisonville, it's bumfuck nowhere. Right. And he grew up playing on a nine hole course. Like, that's just crazy. So, yep. uh, the next question is from, uh, Russell Ward on Twitter. 
Uh, he wants to know who's winning the Mexico Open. I think that's next week, right? It is. Do we even know who's in it? I tried finding the field, and I can't even find a field. John Rob. John Rob. I don't yeah. think he's going to play, dude. Bro, I'm telling you. I told you at the, when we talked about it. I before. know you did, but he he's needs playing. a nap. He's taking a nap this week. He's a golf freak. You, so you weren't watching. Like, he came in the booth. He sat and did how long? What do you think he did? Like 20 minutes of commentary at least after like questions? Just sat there and broke down like what the player was thinking, the type of shots. And it was great because it was uh, when Cantley got the ball uh, on the in the wedge and he was talking about it. And like, he loves golf. He's a golf. A fucking freak, and like I said before, like I think because um, it's a it's a, a Hispanic country, and they, he actually gives a shit about growing the game to get people, um, you know, that are like him to fucking play and be able to spread it in the in places that might not get it. Like I legit, everything he said about showing up to RBC after winning the Masters when Rory was a little bitch and went home because he wanted to do it for the fans and the kids. That to me is like, oh, he's definitely playing in Mexico. Because he's gonna, if he wants to do it for the kids in South Carolina, he's definitely gonna want to do it for the kids in Mexico. No question. All right. Well, then that probably means he's skipping Wells Fargo the probably the following week. That's an elevated event, then. Yeah, but he hasn't skipped an elevated event yet. So, okay. All right. I don't think he's gonna play Mexico. That's my opinion. Uh, as far as we're gonna win Mexico, probably someone under sixty to one because that's what's been happening with golf gambling. <laughs> no matter what tournament we go to, and it's probably gonna be someone with distance because it's past Palm and it's long. Uh, and it kind of turned to a driving contest last year, as seen by Cam Champ contending. Uh, so if Cam Champ can contend, does target somebody who hits it long. I had that I had that scam champ ticket last year, and I was all good until he fucking double bogeyed. Was it fourteen? Something like that. It's fucking pissed. <laughs> yeah, well, that's be... scam champ for you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah. You got what you deserved. <laughs> Fuck you too, bud. <laughs> when is he gonna lose his card? Um, uh, pretty soon. I... What do you want? Two years ago. Yes, and I mean, there's there's past wit. There's I mean, honestly, yeah, it's very difficult to actually lose your card if you bet on the tour for multiple years and you're a former winner. Um, especially with how these elevated events and not elevated events are kind of stacking out. Like, you got to go really deep down the priority listing to get the field. It's gonna be very difficult for them to actually like go away. Like some of these other guys go into corn fairy tour purgatory. That's not going to happen to him. He's either going to sponsorship exemptions or he's going to be high enough on the priority list, either career earnings or former winner stuff. Um, So don't worry. Uh, Scam champ will be in your life, uh, costing you money for years to come. I think I'm done. Although I might go back to him. One more time, I might go back to him with the Masters. Oh, wait, you want to Yeah, Yeah, So yeah, I'm probably done with him. Unless he wins the Mexico Open, so... Well, he's one of my favorite golfers, so I want to see him. You only I like him because his name's fucking Cam. No, no, I like him because he hits bombs. His name's Cameron, and he went to my school. All right. I'll give you the alumni thing. He's not even a good golfer. He's not an actual golfer because no, that's all he, he fucking does. Yeah. He sucks at everything else. I think that's yeah, why he, I don't like does. Cam Champ. Yeah. He, he's such a waste of a talent. I'm sorry. He fucking is. You know, like, who's not a waste of a talent. Well, no, no, I'm, I'm not done. I'm not a civil rant. Like, <laughs> Cam Young is what we were hoping for out of Cam Champ. Like, he actually uh-huh. is a good golfer and hits it a mile. Cam Champ can't do shit. I'm sorry. What ticket did he ruin for us? Fucking when he took Driver off the uh, and put it in the woods and somehow still got home and. I can't remember if he pad or fucking. I don't know. Did. I don't think I've ever bet Cam Champ. To be no, before. we had the fucking guy right behind Cam Champ with the one fucking tournament he won. It was like 150 to one. Oh, yeah, with the 3M. 
agree. I mean, who uh, did we was have? It was a Vegas. I had Schwartz. Oh, it was Vegas. It was definitely Vegas. I had Schwartz. Yeah. That was a tough scene. Yeah. So, all right. All right. So, someone who's not a wasted talent, uh, Max Homa. Yes. Is he going to win the U.S. Open? It's at, it's at LACC. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Steve told me that it's not fucking Poa. No, and that, it's not. And it troubles me. But isn't that his home course? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think so. I mean, I mean, LACC is very exclusive. That makes um, sense. I don't, that's that's not your home course at that point. Uh, look, um, Max Homa wins the U.S. Open if he contends at, at Oak Hill because there is a very strong prerequisite that you got to have some sort of major, not necessarily top ten, but you got to like contend, like yeah, be kind of sniffing around, like kind of like what, like all right, like what Cantlay did. Like it wasn't a top ten of the Masters, but he was in the mix going into Sunday. Like you need something like that. He has none of that. So unless he does that, okay, he's not winning the U S open. I'm sorry. I'm going to stick to that take until uh, I agree. until forever. I agree with you. Like, yeah, I was, I was very disappointed with how he played at the masters, like all the wins that he's racking up and how good he's been playing. Like it could just be a mental block and look, it could just be Homa is what he is. He's going to play good at courses that, that fit his style. I mean, you got to think about it. this is a guy who did lose his card and had to get it back and had to grind. You know what I mean? So it might not just be in the cads for him, right? He just might not be a major winner. Yeah. I mean, I'm starting yeah. to think that way about Tony Fino and Xander. They're not, they're not going to be major winners. So maybe yeah. just another one of those guys. Yeah. I mean, our friend, uh, our friend, um, Cameron Percy said that he's like one of the most fun players to play with on tour. So yeah, I hope it's not mental block. I hope it's just like that course just is tough for him. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, with that said, I, I do think he's going to play well at Oak Hill. Uh, I think that is a golf course going to set well for him. I don't think he's going to win, but I will be very encouraged if he's like in the mix there. That will make me say, okay, I'm willing to bet you at the U.S. Open at that point. Um, but otherwise, though, no, I'm just not going to. I'm freaking excited. Huh. Good. I, I bet Gary Woodland at like 140 to 1 to win LACC. Why? I told you because Barrow fucking bullied me into it. You host, your own, you host your own golf gambling podcast. You don't have to be influenced by by. Others. Listen, man, I don't know if you know what. Like, I, I'm very. First of all, it's 125 to one, and if I'm breaking balls back and forth, and I'm having some drinks, and he seems like he made a good point, I'll go grab it. Fuck it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, all right, uh, we're switching it up a little bit. No more golf for a minute. Uh, what is your favorite children's movie? You guys both have daughters oh, so i'm sure you've watched a bunch of children's movies what is your favorite like if you uh if you had to choose like what would you put on oh all right so i i guess like rapunzel's is a solid one Rapun- like for that I, uh rapunzel's. the the tangled, tangled one tangled yeah tangled, tangled. is super solid yeah. tangled solid i've just seen frozen too many fucking times like i've legitimately seen that movie like 200 fucking times uh, great movie though. Like the kid, the, like if your girls are or your kids are are young and haven't seen it, great movie. Moana, that's another great one that I watch. Um, I think Tangled is my favorite. I don't know why, but I fucking I, I like the Tangled movie. Solid, and it, it's uh, yeah, I like I like got Tangled. some good songs. Yeah, good songs, and the uh, yeah, it's just kind of funny. The good, yeah, the Mother Knows Best is a good one. Just makes me think of Susan Sarandon. Like the mom looks just like Susan Sarandon. <laughs> What about you, Steve? 
Uh, I mean, Moana is probably the go-to for our little one. Uh, I mean, she mostly prefers Nick Jr., though. So okay. when we do go Disney, uh, it's either Moana or Frozen 2. She doesn't like Frozen 1. She likes Frozen 2, which is the worst version. Uh, although hmm. some of the songs in that one are okay. Yeah, but dude, Frozen 2 is kind of sad. There's a couple songs in there that are sad. I'm like, dude, fuck off. Like, I know I'm getting older. Like, she's, it, this is the second well, she's Frozen three. Movie, she doesn't really understand that. Yeah, but I'm talking about my experience. We're talking about not what the kids like, what our favorite movie well, is. What, well, wanna... our, well, our experience with children's movies is just trying to keep our kids calm at this point. So uh, that's, that's, right. that's what they serve. But no, she likes Frozen well, 2. So my... Mine are a little older, so like it's like family movie night type shit. Like okay. we're all sitting around. All right, so, uh, so Nick Nick Jr. Who's who's on Nick Jr.? Is the, the doctor uh, who fixes the stuffed animals, right? What Doctor McStuffins? Yeah, McStuffins. I think that's Disney. <laughs> oh, is it Disney? You can tell we have very young kids, huh? There's like there's I, probably, I've never heard of Doctor McStuffins. There's like twenty two year olds are like, what the fuck are we talking about? I never want to have kids at this point. Um, <laughs> so what, what, why don't we transition? Like, all right. So what about just like for us though, like kids excluded? Like, what what was your favorite child ch- children's movie like when you were a kid? Oh, all right, all right. How about oh. Sandlot? Oh, that's a great one. Yeah, Sandlot's a great one. Um, I loved League of Their Own. That's not a, that's not a children's movie. Well, you said when I was a kid, uh, children's movies. Fine. <laughs> that's PG. Um, I think it's PG thirteen, buddy. No, it's not. League of Their Own? No fucking way. PG, look it up right now. Dude, my daughter's got me like a, a there's no crying in baseball files they got. I'm pretty sure it's PG-13. Okay. Absolutely not. It's PG. All right. The, um, but, uh, so, uh, dude, fucking, uh, dude, the Lion, all the, all the great Disney movies came out when we were kids. Like, that Lion King. Oh, my God. That was, I think that was the first time I cried in a movie. I was in a movie theater, and I was like, fucking what? I was in, like, second or third grade. <laughs> fucking me and my buddy are sitting next to each other with our parents trying not to cry because Simba's dad died. <laughs> yeah, that is pretty <laughs> fucked up. It's that, fucked up, that, man. That Simba's <laughs> uncle killed his dad and then got with his mom. That yeah, way. yeah, pretty That's fucked pretty, up. Yeah. There's a lot of really Oh, and then it, I saw something on uh, the internet that must be true, but we actually, me and my wife looked at it. So Sky at one point, is like licking a skull and it's Mustafa's skull because lions eat other lions' dead bodies. I can't remember the reasoning on it, but it made a hundred percent sense. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm so glad I didn't know that until I was almost 40. Cause that is fucked up. That is pretty messed up. Yeah, uh, Lion, Lion, King, Lion King or, um, you know, which one I really liked when I was a kid, the uh, camp's definitely too young for, do you remember this one, Steve, the Robin hood one? No, I'm not too young. Yeah. You were, I watched that. But that one, the Robin Hood, the, the animated oh, yeah. one, fucking love that. Love yeah, that. I, I see that. I saw that so many times. I that watched the song. Yes. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Amazing. Um, I mean, the original Toy Story is great. So that's what my that's what my kid is on right now. We watch Toy Story one, two, three, and four over and over. Um, and Chris, that. Robin Hood is actually on Disney Plus now. You can go back is and it? like watch it. Yeah. Yeah, dude, I'm definitely gonna watch that. Yeah. So I, I think Toy Story I was a little old for. I think I was like 12 or 13 when it came out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I that was, was that was that was I was eight. Yeah. yeah, so it's right in my demographic there. Uh Little Giants, just because I'm a Giants fan. That was uh that was <laughs> that always was great. Statue Statue of Liberty play? Exactly. Oh, no, Annexation of Puerto Rico. Oh, that's right. That's, that's what it's called. Right. Uh Hook. Hook is great, dude. Pretty I just, great. actually just showed that to my daughter, uh, my uh, 10-year-old, the other night because uh, everybody else was gone. It was 
just me and her. I was like, you want to watch a movie? And we did Hook, and she fucking loved it. I was like, yes. It's it's so good. Rest in peace, Ryan. But you know what's so Williams. rest in peace. You know what's so weird though that I didn't pick up on as a kid? Peter Pan left Wendy at the altar. How do you figure that? They talk about it in the beginning. Rewatch it right now. It's so Wendy's talking about he used to come back every all the time, right? All the time. And he would try to get her to go back to Never Neverland. And he didn't decide to Rob Williams didn't decide to become a human until he saw Wendy's granddaughter in the in the crib. And that's when he decided to become human and he became a baby. And then Wendy, who he left at the altar, started taking care of him. And then he married Wendy's granddaughter. Very fucked up part of the storyline. Trust I guess me. That, I guess that is true. I was like, I was like, how do I remember this shit? <laughs> I texted, I texted like a group text, and I was like, yo, Hook is very different. Smee likes hookers and Peter Pan, like his fucking Wendy's granddaughter. I don't know what's happening with this movie now as an adult. <laughs> That's one way to describe Hook. Okay. Uh, I think think actually one more plot hole about Hook. Yeah. So how did Captain Hook die? Was it just because and then like the clock, the croc clock fell on him, but then he disappeared? Right. I think the croc's dead, right? Right. So where did he go? Yeah. I I don't know. I agree. I don't. I don't get it either. All right. Whatever. All right. Details. <laughs> oh, uh, Chris, you got, or Steve, you got to show your daughter Bluey if you haven't watched that one. That's, a oh, yes. One. Uh, she, she's off Bluey. She likes the theme song, but yeah. um, <laughs> she's not so much into the cartoon. Right? I actually enjoy watching Bluey. Yeah. You can actually, buy, you can actually buy uh, golf head covers of Bluey, they sell those. You can uh, put in your bag if you want. Jake comes in. Just any throwback movie? Just turning in. Very surprised to hear Disney chat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll go back to golf. Uh, Well, no. Here, we'll do one more non-golf one first. Uh, Your go-to vacation spot. Okay. I mean, I've had I've had fucking children forever, so it's the Orlando. It's Orlando. It's Disney Universal when the Nickelodeon suites used to be down here. Because listen, man, you got. Like four kids and a wife. If you want to fly somewhere, I mean, you're out a couple of G's off the job oh, yeah. just for the flight. Never mind anything else. Uh, but if it's not, uh, if it's not Florida or the abusive practice, which the kids love, and like we figure out how to do it right, where you're not miserable, um, getting the annual passes and just basically hitting fast passes, going back to the hotel when it's hot, swimming, and then going back at night. Uh, it's probably the Outer Banks. We've been there multiple times. Well, that's my go-to spot. Yep. Uh, I'm going there next week. So nice. uh, we go there every single year. And, uh, yeah, I actually, uh, when we first started doing this show, uh, I told Capper that I was going to be available for, I think, the Fortnite uh, championship. Yeah. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm going on vacation, too. I'm like, where are you going? Our Banks. Oh, I'm going to Our Banks. So <laughs> we just randomly met up with Tommy, and uh, we go- golfed in Nags Head. I will be golfing there again uh, a couple times next week. That's a fun course. It's a very fun course. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to going to the Outer Banks. Uh, we do that every April. Uh, I'll also be doing uh, SGPN draft coverage down there. Uh, it'll be uh, it'll be a good time. So I'm fine. Sweet. Right. Uh, okay. What's your what's your go to spot? Do you freeze? Oh no. Um, they they'll drive out there. You, it's only you know. 18 hour drive, something like that. You usually split it up, stop in Louisiana at a casino, stay for the night and then finish it out and get to Destin. Um, I'm a mountain guy though. I, my go-to place and is uh, like Colorado Breckenridge um, out there, go skiing. 
it's where we grew up going. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, funny my, you mentioned. My mom lives out funny. in Alma, mm-hmm. which is like farther up the mountain uh, than Breckenridge. It's like where like the South Pack barrows. <laughs> oh. and, so, and so, so we went down. We went down the mountain to Breckenridge. I went out to Colorado in July and uh, and met her. And uh, yeah, so like like you got to use like little walking around air tanks and shit. I was like, oh, this is fine. To, like try to carry a luggage bag. Yeah, fly the stairs. <laughs> I was gonna have a fucking heart attack. So uh, I saw an article today that apparently the guys who did uh, Bandon are gonna be mm-hmm. creating a golf resort outside Denver. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. Yes, that's very interesting. Denver, sneaky, dirty city. I figured with all the fucking like hippies and shit out there, like it would be like clean. Well, hippies sneaky. are dirty. Sneaky down on that, but I don't mean like I just mean there was like trash everywhere. Like they're not recycling. Like dude, it was dude. I, I stepped over. A fucking dead guy. I mean, there's that a lot of hippies in San Francisco. That's a pretty dirty city, too. That's fair. I was just surprised. I was like, man, I thought Denver would be fucking cleaner. Huh. Sorry to disappoint you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. So back to some golf questions. Uh, what is your all-time favorite outright win? Okay. Capper? It's tough for me. There's two. They're both recent. Keegan, because Keegan finally fucking won. But it was 3 o'clock in the morning, and I was fucking miserable, so that can't be it. It's got to be Cam Smith at the Open, uh, just because I was so happy that Rory lost. (laughs) And I was so happy that Cam Smith won. I hate the fact that he went to live after, but I was so adamant that Cam Smith was going to win that fucking thing. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't my most profitable, but it was probably my favorite. Okay. I mean, we did a summer list back in the December mailbag where we talked about, I think, our favorite outrights that we hit during the year. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we're sending this out forever. I mean, honestly, yes. pro- probably my favorite one. Um, I hit JT 50 to one when he won the PGA. Mm. That was pretty good. That was before I started doing golf content. So it was basically just me celebrating with my friends that didn't really care. At that point. They're like, are you buying this round then? <laughs> exactly, pretty much. Uh, but as far as recently, I would say probably the new number one since I'm doing the podcast, uh, when Scotty won Phoenix this year, because I actually, listen, I love the fact that I won the money and won the outright, but I also love being fucking right and being publicly fucking right on this stuff. And I went this podcast and saying Scotty's going back to back, made my one and done pick, made a big stand for Scotty that week, and he hit. On Super Bowl Sunday again, they basically paid for all my shitty bets for the Super Bowl <laughs> later on uh, for the second year in a row. That was pretty good. Not, Steve loves nothing more than being right. He could give I love about the money. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. I was not, I, I had him out oh, he, like um, for my one and done and uh, outright as well. That was a fun one. I really mine, mine was uh, Will Zalatoris. Oh, yeah. St. Jude. That's a good one. Far. That's a But I haven't been gambling on golf as much as you guys have, so or as long yeah. as you guys have. I regret missing. I think I didn't put three weeks worth of picks in and one and done. <laughs> this year? This the year. last year. No, this year. And I'm in second in our in our little league. I was like, damn. That's great. Well, so so I so I'm 60th in the Mayo Cup. Yeah. But I do different picks in our little pool, and I'm awful. Yeah. So, <laughs> which is a good thing. I'd rather be much better in the Mayo Cup than uh. Than Maybe if you come in first or second here, it's dude. I mean, I came in like fiftieth in the Mayo Cup last year. I got like eight hundred bucks. Okay. Well, 
I think I paid. That's a good amount. We got like twenty. We got like twenty-one people. I mean, I think first place in the Mayo Cup is like fifty grand. Yeah, first place. I'm sixtieth. I'm close. I love the confidence. Don't know where it's coming from, but I love it. All right. Well, your boy is in first in ours. Yes. Yeah. I know. I know. Cam is. As long as Tommy doesn't win again, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, you know, I'll ask this one first. If you could only watch one golfer for the rest of time, who would it be? The rest of time, forever. And you could only watch him. Oh, this is an easy Just answer. Him? Mm-hmm. All right, easy answer, Jordan Spieth. That's what name popped in my brain, too. Yeah. Because you don't know what the hell is going to happen with him. Like, yeah. and he's got the he's got fantastic recovery shots. He's going to blow a shot. Miles <laughs> rising. Oh, how is the hero going to get out of this situation again? And then somehow he does, and sometimes he doesn't. Don't, the only thing I, I mean, worry he almost about... fell off a fucking cliff for God's sakes. It's true, but but I just worry about he. Like he was so bad for so long. Like if he gets bad again, then I'm stuck just watching bad Jordan Speed with the histrionics on the fucking golf course for fucking 15 years. Yeah, but like it vacillates with him. Like either like he's like such a great ball striker and he misses like two foot putts. That's pretty entertaining. Or sure. he's hitting it all over the map, but he's so good like around the green with putting. He just saves it. Like yeah, I can't, I can't joy. think of a it's time during Jordan Speed's career where it might have been pretty sad what was happening, but shit, it was entertaining. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree with you. Okay. So that's that's good to that's I'm glad you guys answered with him because it's probably gonna make this next question a different answer. But who is your favorite golfer of like of all time? So it can go back however long you want. <laughs> I have a weird obsession. I know what he's say. Oh, you do? Yeah, I do. Yeah. With Henrik Stenson. Yeah. And I actually, you know what? I gotta revise my answer. When Stenson won the Open Championship over Phil, and I think I was the only one. The planet was room for Henrik Stenson at that point. Uh, that's my favorite outright. I was so happy that Stenson won. I love Henrik Stenson for whatever fucking reason. I just, I really admire his game. I think, I think he's he's like secretly funny. He's got a really dry sense of humor too. Uh, I think just the fact that he just said screw it, I'm not hitting driver. I'm just going to hit three wood. He just made his own. He's he was old blue. Late. He was awesome with it. Yeah, that little blue uh, Diablo. Yeah, uh, that was. It cost I, cost me that cost me that matchup. Like when we first started this fucking thing. I mean, your ego cost you that matchup. All right. <laughs> no, it was blue Diablo. If I know that was in the bag, I wouldn't have fucking bet it. That's that's he, true. He no, brought I, it. He brought it back that week. I was like, oh no. Yeah. No, Stenson by far my favorite golfer, and I, honestly, I don't even fault him for going to live. He is provide me with a lot of happiness. Go get paid, buddy. Mine's super easy. Keegan. Fair enough. If you Google him, that that blue three wood is like the first picture that pops up. Yes, that makes sense. Yeah, Keegan for me <laughs> wanted to fight uh, on the golf course. Uh, New England guy. Don't get too many of them that are, uh, you know, halfway decent, like personality wise. Uh, he's got he's got good height videos, uh, and uh, I've committed to the bit. So uh, that's it, man. <laughs> he wears Jordans. So fuck yeah, let's go. Okay. All right. Um, okay. This one's from Polly. Uh, with putting being so hard to predict and volatile, should people be weighing it very minimally in their models or prep work? So this is what I'm talking about with Polly. Next question from Polly. I know. Look at look at that. I know. I'm proud of him. So I guess the cop out answer is I guess the, I think it depends. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on the tournament. 
Yeah. I think, I, I guess my answer to this question is not really what he's looking for. Like the traditional models that you guys are all doing, where you guys are ranking players based on certain weights. I kind of just don't, I think it's maybe it's controversial. I think it's dumb. I think it's dumb how you guys are doing it. Like you are weighting certain things without really actually knowing. Like, is that actually like the right attribute and right way to put into a certain tournament? So like I, how I do it, I have a giant spreadsheet that is like the Andy Reed play sheet that has just everything of what you're doing. And sure. Like if I'm at a golf course where I don't think that like ball striking is really all that challenging. If you're somebody who consistently puts pretty well, I'm probably going to find a way to back you now round to round. That's where putting is really variable, but over the long run, if you're generally a pretty good putter, unless you're kind of, you know, like struggling or you need to putter everything, like it kind of just stays true. So I don't know. I mean, I, I guess that was my roundabout way of saying I, that. I, I don't think models are really how you, people are doing models are the way to go as far as like waiting, putting and everything. I don't know. So listen, you know me, I'm a, I'm a gut guy, but you have to use models to do in DFS, right? Maybe not for your betting card, right? But you do. And so it's just like, it's just like when you're trying to, to run the script of a football game and, you, and you're changing the projections versus mean and median, what's the highest outcome, what's this and that. You're just using it as a tool. It's not the be all end all, right? So you're just using it to see, all right, you know, based on what, how I, so would it help you if you thought about, okay, so if you're a handicap in a, a Giants-Eagles game, how do you think the game script's going to go, right? So now you're now you're putting um, whatever Boston Scott carries, right? You think he's gonna get he's gonna get ten, right? Versus his normal six. So you're changing the weightings on how you think it's gonna go. If you're wrong, then your model's fucking worthless. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, but if you're right and you target the right type of guys, like, and that's why I don't know. Like, I think putting, like, look, it's a tiebreaker for me. I look at more like how they do on the surface and things like that. But Steve's right; it depends on the course, like. Is it fucking super easy? Is it super undulating? Um, it can be a tiebreaker for me, but he's right as far as like long term. If you're a good putter, you're a good putter. But as we know, like to catch a winner, uh, you've got to catch a spike week for the most part, unless you're fucking Scotty Scheffler, who can just be neutral and fucking win a goddamn tournament. You know, you're, you're trying to catch spike weeks in putting because uh, it's the way it is. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't disregard it completely. I would definitely pay attention to the surface and. How important you think putting is that week? That's how you model it. I, I, I guess this. I, I guess what I mean by the models is like I think you need to look at the actual raw numbers and the short numbers. You can't just look at oh he's twenty fifth in my model versus guy who was like seventy fifth. The difference in numeric values at that point oh, so might not be very so might correct. not be very significant. And correct. It's very misleading at that point. That's what I have the big problem with is when yeah, people yeah. kind of cite that stuff and just go off of that. You'd actually oh. look at the number too. The only thing I use my model for is so I can see the data. <laughs> like I don't like I don't give a shit if you're third in my model. If I look and and see like something I don't like, I'm like, nah, you're out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I might be wrong on this, and I don't get so mind. I don't get in the minutia with the model. I just want the general idea on the type of player I'm targeting. What's your general form like? Are you good putting here? Are you, do you have good putting performance history here? Are you good on the surface? Have you lost how many strokes putting have you lost recently? Most of the guys I bet. All right, there's a question I have to ask. Listen, how many yeah. how many how many strokes last tournament did you lose? Different folks for different strokes. So as long as you make money using that or how I do it, whatever it doesn't matter at that yep. point. Exactly. All right. All right. Um, all right. We got a fuck Mary kill. An FMK. Good old Great. fashioned FMK. Great. Uh, this one is. 
tailored to to capper. All right, we got Kevin Na. This one, Steve. <laughs> Kevin Na, Matt Fitzpatrick, and Rory McIlroy. What evil prick <laughs> fucking put this one in? Yours truly, yours truly. Oh, nice. You know him so well. Um, uh, all right, so I've killed Kevin Knox because he was an asshole to Tommy. Um, who's Tommy? Listen, man, if, you, if you're an hour eight into this show, you know who fucking Tommy is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, um, we talked about... Disney movies for 15 fucking minutes. Um, Remember we got that review, by, by the way, about like how we nickname certain golfers and that like they're yeah. not like generally yeah. known. I think that's that's where that's where that came from with me. I'm like, who is this guy? When you say, yeah. oh, the ear. Yeah, exactly. I think we've just gone back and we've actually, I think, slid back on that. Yeah, we absolutely call the ear at this point and everyone just, yeah. you know, knows. Yeah. we don't care if you don't know. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. Google it. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think that's going to help you. <laughs> and I guess I'll fuck Fitz because I want to hurt him. And Jesus, then... dude, you did this last time. I just didn't hurt him. I didn't go into the detail last time. <laughs> no, you actually did go into the very nitty gritty detail. It was that's very what I said. I said awkward. I didn't do it like last time. Yeah, I said it I was didn't still, do it. Still, you have some sort of then I'll marry, you have some sort of marry, rage issue yeah. when it comes to that, that topic. Well, <laughs> Jesus. Um, and then uh, I'll marry Rory because he's got the most money, and I'm a whore. So. Uh, I'll uh, I'll try to I'll try to convert him to the good eye. You you also s- said in our group chat that you hate Matt Fitzpatrick's face. So yeah, I do. So bury it in the pillow. See, now you're just gonna make me again. Say make Steve more uncomfortable. Man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I do I have to answer. No. I mean, no, you, you don't. Okay, you don't have to. It's, answer. it's weird. It's weird CBS doesn't ask me on their shows. So strange. Steve, you can answer this one. Who's going to have more majors, Scotty Scheffler or John Rahm as we stand now? Okay, so right Right, now. Rahm's, what, 28? Scheffler's 26? Uh, Is he only 26? I think he's only 26. Yeah, he's young, young. Uh, I'm going to say Rahm because I do think Scotty's putter is a problem. Yeah. That I don't think that's going to get. I, I that's a tiebreaker. I think Rom can do everything Scotty can do off the tee with the irons around the green. It's just that Rom has been consistently a better putter over his career. That's going to stick. So I'm going to say Rom is going to have more majors. But um, I do think like when we get asked this question, like then you go like oh over under five and a half, six, seven majors. Like you know, you know, of a guy with just one. Like there's a lot of really good players on the PGA tour and there's a lot of really good young guys coming up too that is just going to add a lot more competition. So um, as far as like career majors for Rom, I would probably say maybe he only wins like maybe one or two more and that's probably it. He's got at least two more in the tank, baby. I know, but like, listen, Kapka's only on four. Rory's almost only on four. He's only on three. I feel, Rom is DJ, DJ only has two. Okay, so DJ is probably the most disappointing golfer based on his talent level of our generation. No question, right? No question? Uh, probably the biggest underachiever, yes. That's what I mean. So biggest disappointment, right? So underachiever, same thing. So um, Brooks derailed by injuries. 
right? And ego, if we're being honest, right? Okay. So Rom doesn't have an ego. Spieth is Spieth has been bad. I mean, Rom has a temper. Rom has a temper. He doesn't have a temper anymore, man. That narrative is so fucking That, tired, that is man. fucking bullshit. Tired. You go tired. you go on PG Tour Live, he hits a bad shot. They have to dump all his audio. Saying fuck point. is different than chucking a club. That's a <laughs> like, temper, dude. That, listen, I don't care. Maybe about not that. to you, but to other people. Yeah. That's a temper. <laughs> yeah, to the to the clutch your pearls golf community. <gasps> oh my god. I'm not like, saying it's a bad yeah, thing, yeah. but he just ha- he has he has a know. temper. I would say he has his temper way more in check, right? As you get older, like you get, you get way more. Dude, it's way more in check than it used to be. The fact yeah. you have to acknowledge that. If you don't, then fine. He's not. Is, he's not breaking not uh, T box markers anymore. <laughs> fine, fair fine. enough. That's all I could get. The uh, anyway, I just think I just think his his temperament and the fact that he's a golf freak, and I think Jordan can win another one or two. I really do. He's just so much more sporadic. Rom is. For the most part, pretty fu- his golf game, right? His golf game is pretty fucking even keeled, right? He can he can do whatever he wants with the ball. He's young enough. He's got the drive. Like I think, I think he ends up with I think he ends up with five. Okay, all right, four or five. You're just winning Harrison play. I, I I think the only last thing on this, well, maybe not the last thing. You might have a retort. Um, guys with shorter backswings have a shorter shelf life. No, I agree with you on yeah. that. I do. Yeah. So. Uh, although with how Scheffler swings the club, there is some possibility of back injury with that. So I was going to say, never thought about that. I was going to say, what? So what is? So like, you look at guys like Tiger, right? Like obviously it was different, right? But he also destroyed his back because of how hard he swings. And look at fucking hmm. Bryson, obviously different fucking level, right? So yeah, the shorter backswing might be a a shorter shelf life because he's not hitting as far. But if his iron game is still super strong and he's good around the green and a good putter, I would think that would actually elongate your career because you don't have to worry about the back injuries. Now, Rom is uh, Rom, Rom's a hefty man, right? He clearly likes his pasta like me. Um, so maybe that can have some effect on it as well. Maybe that uh, club foot comes back. Oh, that's another reason I love Rom. I always forget Yes, because you both had club feet. I did. Yeah. I did. I had the, the castle. Oh, that's so, that's so cute. Love Rom. I can't believe Scotty Scheffler is younger than me. Okay, he looks like he's 40. I know. So does John. John doesn't look like he's 40. I don't know. I just, when I found out he was 28, I was like, what? I thought he was like 32. Listen, get to our age where everybody's now younger than you, and that's pretty depressing. Finally realized. Everybody's a kid. Yeah. Everybody's a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess I just really haven't uh, accepted the fact that I'm, you know, 27. Oh, you poor fucking baby. Jesus mm-hmm. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 27. Yeah, 27. That was before I ever got my first case of gout. So, uh, yeah, consider yourself lucky. Uh, I've never gotten, I've, you know how, so I've never gotten gout. I don't go to the doctor. That's how I know I don't have any problems. That's why I know I'm healthy as a horse. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I haven't seen the doctor in forever. Listen, you I know drink. what? Alcohol kills germs. So the fact that, you know, you drink, you know, all that stuff, you probably yeah. have no viruses or anything bad in you. No, 100% healthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. All right. Well, that's it. <laughs> All right. An hour and 15 on a mailbag. It's pretty good. <laughs> there you go. Good. All right. So program schedule next week. Uh, I actually, I haven't talked with Capra about this, but I'm going to tell him right now. Uh, so because I'm traveling over the weekend, uh, yeah. I'm going to pre-record a Mexico open preview like I did last year. Okay. Uh, and then yeah. I should be available to do podcasts down the outer bank. So we can do a DFS show and a betting show Monday, yeah, Tuesday, 
Or if this field really is complete track, yeah. maybe we just come do a Tuesday show. Yeah, that's uh, fine. TBD. Yeah. Stay tuned. Because it, yeah. if it's really a bad field, if, I'm not sure how much DFS we're gonna have. Real I was gonna say I can I can always I can always get a DFS guy on here um, for a DFS show. Okay, while you enjoy your vacation. Um, hey, it's not it's nine fifty six. If you're watching live, if you haven't filed your taxes, go hit the fucking extension button. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Yes. Go, go file that extension. Like I just did because I can't find a couple of documents. <laughs> Unbelievable. It's fine. It's an extension. Whatever, dude. Fuck it. Doesn't matter. I know. Listen, it's it's anything I owe them is going to be paltry to what I used to owe them. That is true. I'm glad that you finally settled that debt. <laughs> yeah, me too. Your boy didn't want to be in an orange jumpsuit. That would have been very very bad. Yeah, I didn't want to have a new co-host too. <laughs> Thanks, so. buddy. Yeah, welcome. <laughs> I got nothing else. You got anything else? No, nah, that's it, man. Uh, yeah, fuck it. Go Bruins. I don't give a shit about golf this week. Let's go fucking bees. <laughs> All right. Fucking follow me on Twitter at boss underscore capper. Follow Cameron uh, at, at Cameron underscore Kerr. Two at. No, no. Kerr, Cameron. Damn it. Fuck. <laughs> anyway, and, and go follow the Golf Gambling Podcast. Uh, was it? What, what is, what's the handle? Is it GGP Podcast? Is that what? No, it's a Golf Gambling Pod. There you go. Perfect. You yeah. really know how to sell our stuff, buddy. Listen, man, Cam runs all this shit. I just fucking interact with it every once in a while. He's, <laughs> he's fucking, he's a social media wizard compared to me. I just scroll while I'm smoking a cigarette. He's I'm a like, very ah. valuable member of our team, by the way. Cameron, you do a great job for us. Thank you. Yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. All right. You can find Steve in Discord because uh, I don't go in there anymore because it's too busy and everybody mushes everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> So you can go mush the bets that I can't see so I can get mad at people. (laughs) Talk to you motherfuckers next week. Let's go.